Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of Fresh Off The Reel. My name is Lib. And my name is Suffering From Post No Way Home Depression Pat. Just the same as everyone else who watched No Way Home. Yeah. Life is meaningless. <laughs> Life before No Way Home was fine. Life after No Way Home was, you know what, it's actually pretty fine. It's just as fine, but now I don't have a movie to be excited for. <laughs> is it fine? You have a Fantastic I have the Four. Batman. Oh yeah, the Batman. I have the Batman. I have the Batman. You have the Batman. We got a trailer. We got a trailer this week. Uh, I'm saying this now because we're not talking about it later. Yeah. So uh, obviously, if it wasn't blatantly obvious, today we're talking about Spider-Man: No Way Home, and because we're talking about Spider-Man: No Way Home, the episode that Pat's been waiting for since the beginning of the podcast, we're we're probably going to be talking about it for a long time. So we're not going to do hot off the presses this episode. So we're just going to get all the shit, all the big stuff that happened last week and this week off the plate right away. But the Batman trailer that happened, uh, Black Cat is in it. I mean, Catwoman, Marvel and DC. You got, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking know these things. Hey man, Black Cat is a Spider-Man character and we're talking about a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, you know what? That's okay. We're good. We're good with that. Maybe Black Cat's gonna be the next Spider-Man thing. Who knows? Well, she's in she's in Tasm too, kind of. So there's that. But Felicia Hardy's in it, but not Black Cat. Yeah, Fel- Felicia Hardy's in it. She doesn't suit up. Cool. Um, and she doesn't know Spider-Man's identity, so she wasn't invited to this one. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. What else is there? Any? I don't think. No, that that's it. I want to move on. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> so that's that's it. Really, that that's it. Yeah. I, it, it was just like a cute segue, and uh, but yeah, let's move on. Yeah, the the rest of the news is based on No Way Home that I have, so let's do this. So No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home is the third movie in the Home trilogy of the yep, MCU. And it's, and it's the sixth, I believe, MCU appearance of Spider-Man. Uh, let's see, we got Civil War, Civil War Homecoming, Infinity War. Infinity War, Endgame. You're right, yep. Yeah, sixth. It says the sixth appearance of Peter Parker's Spider-Man in... Collins interpretation. Yeah, everyone knows this. Um, we have opinions. Uh, you want to get yours out of the way before we like just just on on Tom's Peter and also just briefly uh, Homecoming and Far From Home. Okay, so on Tom Holland's Peter, I think uh, he's a really good Peter Parker. I have not read any of the comics. I'm raising my hand and putting my foot down on that. I have not read any of the comics. I've played the PS4 game. And that's that's the extent to my knowledge. I've seen you know the Raimi trilogy. I've seen the Amazing Spider-Man duology, and I've seen this, and I've played the games. That's it. So I don't have any connection to the comics, unlike Pat, who read the comics. But for me, I think Tom Holland's a great interpretation of Spider-Man. I don't think he's a good interpretation of Peter Parker, because I don't really I don't really get any of that. He's super super smart. That I get from all the other Peter Parkers, but he's more of a he's he's younger. I think that this it in this he's he's not younger. He's the same age as the other two, but the other two were older. But the actors were older playing him. Yeah, the actors were older, but uh, I, I believe mean, like, Tom. Was, yeah, I believe Tom was actually like sixteen, seventeen when he started playing Peter. That's crazy. <laughs> he he's my age. So Civil War came out in, I want to say like 16? 2016, 
So yeah, he would have been like 19, 20, maybe yeah, around there. Shit. He's my age. He's my age. I'm pretty sure I might be a bit older, actually. So there, there you go. But I, I don't, I don't really get the big, I don't really get the f the feel of Peter Parker in this. But but as for the Spider-Man kind of stuff, Homecoming, great. Far from Home, I think is good. Uh, no Way Home, I don't think is the best one of the three, but it is really, really good. Uh, I gave it four and a half stars. And just for like reference, I gave Homecoming five stars, and I gave. Uh, far from home, three and a half. Take oh. it on to you, Pat. My turn. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Peter Parker is my favorite fictional character ever. I have a bit of a problem. <laughs> um, I've been I've been reading and consuming Spider-Man media my whole life. Um, I've been a huge Spider-Man fan since I was a kid. I went through my edgy teenage. I like Batman more phase when I was in high school. <laughs> but I like. But Peter Parker has always been. A part of my life in some fashion. Um, I like Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland's a great actor who definitely peaks in this movie. I think this is definitely his best performance as Peter Parker. Um, I love Homecoming. I think Homecoming is a great uh, introduction to this version of the character. And I think he's really good in Civil War. And and every time we see him after Homecoming, it gets progressively worse until <laughs> this movie. I, I've talked briefly here and there in a couple of episodes and I've talked everyone's ear off in my personal time about how much I don't like Far From Home. I'm sure that'll come up in this episode because there's things that this movie fixes about that movie and I'll have to talk briefly about it to make that connection. Yeah, I don't like Far From Home. I don't like how much this version of the character relies on someone else. Like he, He's very sidekicky. If that makes sense, and I don't think when I think Spider-Man, I don't think of him as a sidekick, and especially um with Tony Stark, Iron Man, uh, he feels like he's just in this character's shadow, and I think movies like Far From Home go out of their way to to make you feel that way, right. even though the movie has a point in trying to make it like Pete, like Peter's arc is becoming Spider-Man, becoming his own hero. I think um, Far From Home kind of missed the mark; uh, they didn't really get that point across the way they they wanted to or should have. Um, but this movie, this movie improves a lot on that, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but yeah, I really, really like. Aside from that, I do like Tom Holland as an actor. I like him how he, I like how he plays Peter Parker. As for the nitty gritty, we'll talk about it when we get into this movie because this really is a Peter Parker story. Right. Now, it's it's a Spider Man action flick, but we finally get that deep dive into Peter Parker that I've been waiting six movies for here, and I'm very happy with the result. I'll I'll do the same as Lib. I I'll just I gave uh, Homecoming a four out of five. I gave Far From Home, I believe, two out of five. <laughs> Let me just confirm. I gave it two and a half out of five. Okay. And I did not rate this one. <laughs> um, I, this movie is weird for me, but based on my just enjoyment walking out of the theater and that theater experience, and then my time since then, it's probably a five. But I don't feel comfortable giving it a five, so right now it's unrated. But I I loved it. I'll just throw that out there. I I did love this movie. Okay. Yeah. Podcast first. Pat didn't actually rate this movie. So this Probably is... won't be podcast last. I I don't know how I feel about the Batman yet. Obviously, well, it's not out. <laughs> I haven't seen it, obviously. But I feel like that's gonna be another one where I'm just gonna be like, okay, I need this to settle, and I'll rate it later. Maybe in three years he'll finally find out what he feels about No Way Home. <laughs> And then three years, I'll rate Far From Home even lower. 
<laughs> Anyways, let's so, talk cinema for a good while. Watch this end up being like anticlimactically short. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man was good. Roll credits. Guys, this movie was pretty good. Alright, let's get this out of the way. Disclaimer, we're gonna spoil the entire fucking thing. We're not gonna leave one thing out of this. Yeah, I think this, more than any of our episodes, we need to put a spoiler disclaimer. Yeah. Because I don't think it's possible to talk about this movie at all without going into spoilers. It's very so, hard yeah, to do gonna, so. Yeah, we're going to be spoiling it a lot. We'll, we'll try to have some kind of formula where like maybe we'll, we'll save the big stuff for later. And we'll go like in chronological order of how things happen in the movie or whatever. But um, there will be spoilers. Uh, we will we'll, we will be talking about other movies. Yeah, but it'll it'll make sense hopefully. Yeah. So for pretty much most of the MCU and this movie and the other Spider-Man movies, just huge disclaimer: spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie yet, go watch it. It's amazing. You're, yeah. you're not I'm gonna sure, regret it. I'm sure anybody who cares would have seen because we're gonna be spoiling the other, like the Raimi trilogy and the. Tazim duology. We're gonna be spoiling those. I'm sure if you're watching this, you've already seen those. But heads up, we are gonna be spoiling those as well. Yep. <laughs> it's not just this movie. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna be spoiling Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be talking about everyone's favorite Broadway musical. Uh, so we'll there, there you about go. Spectacular Spider-Man, the best cartoon ever made. <laughs> There's your uh, Spider-Man disclaimer, spoiler warning, three. Two, one, Toby Maguire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, well, we'll save that for later. But uh, yeah, Toby and Andrew are here. Well, <laughs> worst kept, worst kept, worst kept secret in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> for real. Yeah. But um, so we'll, we'll start like we usually do. Uh, I'll I'll read the letterboxed description of the movie, and then we'll just jump into it. Yep. This is directly from Letterbox. Probably the same as Google. I think those are usually. The same. Oh wait, I just noticed there's no tagline on the letterbox review. There usually is. Peter Parker is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from his high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. I thought Homecoming was about him trying to figure out what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Oh, oh, wait, I want to I I see what it, what, what it says for Homecoming. I thought Far From Home was about him discovering what it truly means to be Spider-Man. But hey, three movies in, here we are. <laughs> he discovered it, maybe. We'll talk about that. Okay, no. I, I feel I feel like they've said what it truly means to be Spider-Man before. Well, that that's literally what Homecoming and, and Far From Home is about. <laughs> well, I just I just I looked at the synopsis the synopses for the other two, but it, it didn't say. Also, by the way, we didn't we didn't say this before, but the directed by John Watts. Yeah, the whole trilogy. By John Watts. He's here to stay, and he's directing Fantastic Four. So he is he'll be around. Fantastic Four. What what else is he directed? Cop Car Clown. That's it. <laughs> Nothing of note. What the fuck is? So Cop while Car? you're looking up, while you're looking up the other two movies, I'll just read off the cast real quick. A lot of returning faces from the MCU. A lot of returning faces from the Web and Raimi movies. We got we got Tom Holland, Zendaya, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Who I'm very happy has a very small role here. We got Ned. I don't remember the actor's name. Uh, we got John Favreau, uh, uh, Jimmy Fox, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Benedict Wong, who's Wong. 
uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Riz Ifrens, uh, Charlie Cox, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. They got they got a lot of a lot of big big names here. Big names. Big names from the Spider-Man mythos. Big names from Hollywood. Yeah. It's a movie full of characters from lots of movies. And a big worry I think we both had going into this was that these characters weren't going to get enough screen time or they weren't going to get their fair share of that time, right? Some of them would be undercooked. And, and to an extent, I, I do feel that way. But generally, I think the, the main heavy hitters all got their time. Um, there isn't one that I think wasn't good. But I do think the lizard could have been removed from this and nothing changes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's like, it's like that for the, for the lizard, definitely. Uh, I, I was very scared about that. That was my main uh, fear going into this. Because that's the main reason why I don't like Endgame. Was because there were too many characters. And yeah. most not only did almost all of them get nerfed for the final battle. Even in Infinity War as well. But a lot of them didn't even get any lines at all. Just for the sheer number of, of characters that there were. Like, I don't think Hope said a single word in that movie, right? In Endgame, no. Or yeah. she, maybe she, might have a, she might have a line to Scott. And, and obviously, like, this isn't Endgame tier in terms of characters. But, like, just to say, every character I... Every actor I listed, aside from Charlie Cox, has at least, like, five minutes of screen time. Yeah, Charlie Cox is only there for one scene, and it's, like, three minutes. Yeah, yeah but every other character has, like, significant... At least compared to some other screen time. And aside from the lizard, they all feel fine. No one really feels undercooked. So I don't really have any complaints. Yeah. The, the focus is definitely on Willem Dafoe's Goblin and uh, Alfred Molina as Darok. As far as villains, they're, they're like the main villains. More Goblin than Otto, but we'll talk about that. Now everyone gets their time. I was a bit worried Benedict Cumberbatch would take up too much screen time or that he'd be too involved in the story. And uh, thankfully, he isn't. He's he's in it for maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes, but he he kind of sits out for most of the big stuff, which I'm fine with. Because, like I said earlier, I have a problem with Spider-Man relying too heavily on the Avengers, and I I thought Tony was too heavily involved in this Peter's story. I didn't want that to be the same for Doctor Strange, so I'm happy he has what he has. They didn't go further with it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's. You do you want do you want to like. Like pick apart all the characters, or do, do you want to do you want to start with? Do you want to go in chronological order? Yeah, let's just go like in order of what happens, right? So like, okay, we're not gonna be like we're not gonna be recapping the story. We're more just gonna talk about things as they happened. Yeah, we are not. We're not gonna repeat episode four, and it's not. <laughs> so uh, this movie takes place like immediately after the end of Far From Home. Yeah, you know Peter's identity is revealed by Mysterio. Shenanigans ensue. You know he Peter's whole life is changed, and and. We we all saw the trailer. He ends up going to Doctor Strange, right? Right. So I, I believe it was Tom Holland and Zendaya who said this, but originally this wasn't a multiverse movie. This was gonna just be a sequel to Far From Home. Because like in in reality, this really is isn't a sequel to that movie. Like after the first like maybe twenty minutes, this is pretty independent. Yeah, it's kind of just what happened after, not really a sequel. It, it, yeah. it's, it's more uh, of a continuation. Zendaya and Tom had said. At least I, I believe this is true. I might be wrong. That the original plan wasn't a multiverse movie, and it wasn't going to be about Craven the Hunter um, hunting down Spider-Man. Maybe the J. Jonah paid him or whatever. Yeah. And one, I really want that movie. I wish we got that. 
Maybe maybe not wish we got that instead, but I do wish we could have seen that. But I also kind of wish we got to see more of the the fallout from Far From Home. Like uh, like you said earlier, Lib, uh, Charlie Cox is in this as he's back as Matt Murdock as Daredevil, um, for one scene. Um, and I love I love to see him. But apparently there was a court case scene that was cut. Yeah. And like and like I guess like this movie is two and a half hours long. Like it's it's long enough. We don't need to pad out that runtime. But I kind of wish we got to see that, and we got to see more of Peter dealing with his life, like after the reveal, because it's it's really is like cleaned up really quick. Um, Doctor Strange appears, and then they just, they take care of it, and they have to deal with the multiverse shenanigans instead. Right, and and the, another thing, it's hard it's hard to believe, but I'm sure a lot of people have no idea who the fuck Matt Murdock is. Pro- probably a good like ten percent of the theater. <laughs> Probably didn't know who Matt Murdock was and why everyone was freaking out so much and looked it up afterwards. So I I, I, I think having an an establishing scene just to not 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 to tell him like not to tell the the audience specifically like oh he he he's a superhero, but just you know just just to show him in court just to get the audience more acquainted with this character because now now for those people. He's just thrown into this to the MCU. For us, he's not. For us, he's like, oh wow. But for for people who don't know who Matt Murdock is, he's just thrown into the MCU now, and no no one knows who he is. I think like as an establishing scene, the one we get is fine. Like, like we we know he's a lawyer, we know he's blind, and we know he has some kind of supernatural ability because he catches the brick. But um, I I just I want to see him in action. <laughs> I mean, that's just <laughs> as a fan of the show, I want to see him in action. And knowing that that scene exists and was cut, I definitely want to see it. It'll probably be uh, on the DVD. I hope it's on the DVD. I'm going to buy the DVD. Same. Yeah. Be- yeah so Matt's back, and I have been very happy to see him. I think I was the only one in my theater who freaked out, <laughs> which is <laughs> fine. Uh, my, my theater, I guess we'll just talk about that, because right. it's a bit of a meme. That like people were screaming in the theaters and and you either you either love that or hate that right like it's not for everybody. I uh, don't. I don't like that. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, some people just want to sit there and watch the movie and shut up, and that's fine. And for the most part, I agree. There are certain movies that I think need need that hype, and 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 I was screaming the whole time for No Way Home. My whole theater was getting into it, but I was the only one who screamed for my blind son. <laughs> the only one. I, I think I was either the only one, or like it was very like few people were like excited to see Charlie Cox. Uh, Daredevil's my is my uh, fourth favorite superhero in comic books. So I, I really, really love Daredevil. I, yeah, so I was just, I'm excited to see him. Um, with with him back in this, and um, spoilers for Hawkeye, Kingpin being back in that show. I think it's safe to say we'll be seeing more of them in the future in the MCU. Yeah, which is good because I love them. All I could say is I, I hope we get more of that. I hope we get that court case scene again just knowing that scene exists just kind of fuels the fire that i, I wanted to see more of the fallout from from no way from far from home there was even a cut scene with um, tom holland's brother uh, harry holland uh, who plays like a criminal like, who plays a um a mysterious supporter who like throws paint on peter that's why his suit is like has that green paint on it in the movie it's because uh, spider-man's stopping a criminal and then the supporter runs up to him and throws the paint and says, Oh, Mysterio was right. And we see that for like a brief second in the movie. But according to Tom Holland, that was like a full scene uh, that was cut. So I kind of wish we got more just like little things like that just to really yeah. hammer in 
the, the fallouts, you know? Imagine being Tom Holland's brother, and and then <laughs> and then and then you go you go around telling your friends, guys, I'm in the new Spider-Man movie, and they cut your scene out. <laughs> I think he's still credited because he's he's in that like brief second. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna see. Hold on, it's Harry. Um, it's Harry Holland, yeah. Oh, he's not. Cre- he's not credited. He's not even on the letterbox. And they usually, they, even on letterbox, they put the uncredited people. He's not even here. Oh, it it sucks to be him. <laughs> uh, sorry, Harry Holland, if you're watching. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, he's not. He's not there. I even searched Holland. He's not there. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just really. And I want to see that stuff, and I'm I'm sure like the, the Blu-ray will have deleted scenes, and you know, we'll, maybe we'll have an update to this talk later. Yeah, but yeah, like I, like the the fallout is really quick. Even like Matt Murdock mentions, oh, well, you know, people have uh, you you might be free legally, but you know, there's still the the court of public opinion, and and we see some of that to an extent. A, a plot point in this movie is uh, Peter, MJ, and Ned are applying to MIT, and they're rejected because of controversy. That, that's, that's why that's the main reason why uh peter wanted to erase everyone's memory about that uh, about peter parker as spider-man so that he can get him and his friends into mit and that is fallout right from from far from home but i want to see more of the public opinion of him changing we really only see the ride outside his school his three teachers and then the mit stuff and that's it one jonah but jonah hates him regardless <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just things like that that I wish you saw more of. But I'm I'm also asking for a, a completely different movie than the one that uh, yeah. that we would have gotten because there's no time, right? There was no way they would have been able to do that and multiverse, right? So I have to be happy with what we got, and then for the most part, I am. I I want to talk a bit about Jonah just to make a joke here because before before. Uh, th- this was after watching No Way Home for Pat, but for me, before watching No Way Home, we watched Whiplash, and J.K. Simmons is, is you know amazing in that. So when when I was hearing Jonah in this movie, all I was thinking was was Fletcher. <laughs> They're kind of the same. You notice they have like the same energy. He is an angry, angry man. They're both very angry, angry men. Just Fletcher is actually human. And Jonah's just a, a hater. He's like the MCU version yeah. of um, what's his name? He really is just a hater. Alex Jones. That's it. He's the MCU version of Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it's funny because the, the MCU version of J. Jonah Jameson is is like a conspiracy theorist. Like, doesn't even have a like the bugle as like a newspaper as a newsstand. It's just a guy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of like PS4. Yeah, on PS4 it's a podcast, but funny funny thing is, with with the the Daily Bugle in, in this in this this version of the Daily Bugle, they they had this whole marketing thing. The Daily Bugle had its own Twitter account and TikTok account, and J.K. Simmons was putting up videos on there <laughs> to 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 promote the movie. It yeah, was pretty for funny. Only, for one day only, they also had a a newsstand. In New York, yeah, they had you can actual. Buy... You can oh. buy uh, the Daily Bugle newspaper. I wish I could get my hands on one of those, but I probably won't be able to. You're gonna find it on eBay for four hundred dollars soon. That's gonna be good to put on frame and put on the wall. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I'm not doing it. 
You say that now. Yeah. Yeah. I said <laughs> I'm, I'm Ed Cave. Uh. So. So let's let's get let's move on to when Peter goes to the sanctum, sanctorum, sanctum, sanct, sanct, sanctum, yeah. sanctorum. Yeah. So all all this with the MIT situation leads him to going to see Strange. He goes to the sanctum sanctorum, and that's how Strange gets involved into the story. Thankfully, very minimally. So what? You know, they cast the spell that's in the trailer. Spell happens. They make a couple MCU jokes that I'm not happy about, but I'll save my complaining. Yeah, but before before that, hold on, because before we get too far, I just want just want to point out that they they changed Wong's lines from the from the the trailer because in in the trailer Wong was more like completely against the spell, and he was like, "Just don't do it." And if you if you if I find out you did it, you're gonna you're not gonna be happy. That was what it was kind of like in the trailer, but in in the movie, Wong was more like, "Just leave me out of it. You could do it, but just leave me out of it." Right. Yeah. Also, just I think Pat and I talked about this before, but Wong's gonna die. Like, there's there's no way he's not right. <laughs> yeah. So like, this movie establishes that while they were blipped, Wong became the Sorcerer Supreme, and uh, yeah, he's dead. He's dead in in uh, Multiverse of Madness. He's like no doubt. Which sucks because I like Wong. I think he's he's like the only quippy character like the only mcu character that only exists to make jokes that i enjoy yeah i really like wong and and he and you got that weird mystery factor in shang chi when he showed up so it's like huh why the fuck is he here you know he's dead rest in peace wong yeah he's straight up dead what i learned recently was a british actor what yeah no way i gotta look that up like 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 full-on british accent he's british yeah, he he he's really good at doing accents. What? Oh my god! Jeez. Yeah, his uh, I, I, his name is Benedict Wong, and I listened to an interview with him at the No Way Home premiere, and yep, he's he's British. Wow. Okay. Well, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk more about a certain person's British accent in a different movie later today. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna get there when we get there when we're done talking about No Way Home because in in Ocean's Eleven there's something. There's something funny. Anyways, so they go they go to do the spell, like Pat said, spell fucks up. And it brings in So it it's weird. It's it's like a little weird, but they bring in the the five villains. So there's uh, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Lizard, and Sandman. Yeah. They're brought so that they do finally clarify that they because it was always a mystery in the trailers. They're they're brought right before they're they would be defeated by Spider Man. Except Sandman. He's a little bit unclear. Because it's definitely after he, he like talks to Peter at the end of Spider-Man 3 and he like becomes reformed. Yeah. But we don't know if he like how much time has passed for him. There's two other characters who are brought up that also isn't super clear when they come from that we'll talk about later. So like the consistency of like how the, the spell works is kind of up in the air. Uh, Strange says the only rule was they had to know Spider-Man's identity. Which isn't true for Electro, but he's here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then there's there's Sandman and then the other two that don't fo- really follow the same consistency the other four have. So it's a little weird, but it, whatever, it's dumb comic book shit. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But yeah, th- those villains are brought into the MCU, starting with Doc Ock, which makes sense because literally all the trailers focused on it. So we've all, we've all seen it, the bridge fight. Yeah, it's 
Pretty much the entire bridge fight was on was online in in the trailers and the in the TV spots and the promos, in the yeah. posters. So you know we get there, there's the whole multiverse manhunt begins. You know we start with Otto and we get some fun Otto interaction with with this Peter, and Otto's the one who like figures it out, like he's the one who explains it to us really. They're like, oh, like we we're we're they're chasing ghosts because Otto sees Norman Osborn on the bridge, and. Well, Otto, for Otto, Norman died, so that's when how that's how things are pieced together. I was I was a little worried about how they were going to handle that, especially for Doc Ock, because I think like it's easy it's easy to write it off as dumb comic book shit. Oh, they're just alive now, and, and that's it, and move on, right? Right. But like Otto, Otto's last lines before he dies are "I will not die a monster." <laughs> I was I was a little worried that they were going to bring him back and they were going to shit all over Spider Man Two and his arc. Just for the sake of having him be evil. But they definitely find that good middle ground. Where like, okay, they're taken right before they're defeated. It's it's fine. You know, they also have to make certain revelations about what's happening. Like we do, like Peter Parker does. So it's cool. And I know it was cool to see the see Otto fight again. Really wish this, the arms were practical. Like in the old movie, but I'll, I'll live. Yeah, there's CG here. It looks so. Yeah. It looks good though. Yeah, the CG looks good, but I think, like, they, they miss that charm, now that I know that they're CG. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Peter catches Otto, he sees Goblin, and, and that's when Strange comes back and uh, and gives Peter his mission. The, the trailer makes it look like Doctor Strange is in the movie for most of it, or uh, if not all of it. Uh, because yeah, he's I... really not in that much. He's in the scene, like, he gives Peter his mission. Yeah, he, 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 give, he gives him the thing that goes on his arm. I I don't know what to call it. What, do they even call it something? This has got doesn't have a name. Can I just say that that thing and the the black suit, like the black and gold suit, which is just the far from home suit inside out, that only exists to sell toys. It serves no purpose in the story. Yeah, it's a, yeah. The, well, okay, the arm thing kind of does. The arm thing does, but the arm thing being attached to the black suit serves like it's just to sell toys. That that thing could have gone on anything. It could have gone on his his. Suit he was actually wearing the blue suit, yeah, with tie, <laughs> his fancy suit, and I would have been fine. Yes. So, and the whole thing about the black suit, like the the, the way he comes up with the the idea of just turning it inside out, because he got the the, yeah, the, the sure. paint on it, and then he just, yeah, he the, just turn it inside yeah. out. He's like, well, that works. <laughs> yeah, it, it exists as all toys. It's barely in the movie. I, I like how it looks in the movie because you see like some wires and some of the nylon thread just like. Coming out, some of the wires are detached. Like it, no, it look, it looks uh, impromptu. Yeah, I don't like the look, and I don't like its purpose. So I mean, I'm completely indifferent to it. But sure, <laughs> yeah. So the, the arm thing, he shoots the person, and then they they show up in the jail cell. Yeah. Uh, and and Peter and everyone else, they're they're, they're going around trying to, Peter and Strange, they're going around trying to imprison all the all the villains and. Just to ride it home that that the lizard is just not really in this movie to begin with. He's already there. Like there, there's not even a scene where they go and catch him. He's already in the prison. Yeah, Strange catches him off screen, and it's really like like you could just as much as I like the lizard as like as a content of the comics. He does not need to be in this movie. You could take him out, and nothing really changes. He he's there to be an example, and then he's there to make two two MCU jokes. Also, who who plays as Kurt Connors? It's Riss Rissifans. I'm definitely pronouncing that properly. Like, it's, it's the same, in the it's end, the same actor, it's the same actor from 
from Amazing Spider-Man. Well, the same voice as Amazing Spider-Man. Because a uh, fun fact about the end of the movie, uh, slight we're dropping ahead a little bit. Is, is this CG? No, no, it's not CG. Uh, so Sandman and um, and uh, Lizard's human forms are reused footage. Oh. <laughs> not even, it's not even CG. It's, it's straight up uh, upscaled reused footage. I see. Okay. <laughs> wow. they, they definitely got the actors back to do their voices, but they didn't shoot anything with them. Why? <laughs> uh, probably, probably because of COVID. But it's it was just it's straight up reused footage. But anyway, that's, <laughs> I thought really, it was CG. That's for later. That's for later. Uh, okay. okay. So, also, also speaking of the of the of Sandman, never goes in his human form. Yeah, the one time we see his human form is is that is reused footage. But how <laughs> so. come? How come we don't see his human? I mean, other than that reason you just said, but they, it's they probably I, it's probably just because they 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 couldn't get the actor. And it, the CG was cheaper to make him all sand, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I can't tell you. I don't know, but uh, they, they, he catches everybody. And at the beginning, Sandman uh, is not, not hostile towards Peter. He, he actually he tries to help in the capture of Electro, which is... I, I like that. That's cool. My favorite underrated line in this movie is, is Hey, Peter, it's your friend, Flint Marco. I'm like, yes, that's <laughs> my boy. That's such an underrated line. <laughs> It's your friend Flint Marco. If he's just like, who? Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> who the fuck are you? Yeah. It's so it's it's a cute thing from like Spider-Man to me, like to be maintained. I I really like that's it's 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 cool. And then they they capture, he captures uh Electro, and then Flint's just like, what what the fuck did you do to him? What the hell, man? And it shoots him. Yeah, so, then you know Flint is trapped. We we get to see some some fun banter between all the Jamie villains. Fox and the others. I have to say, Jamie Fox, uh, I love here. Yeah, me too. I am super, I am super indifferent to him in uh, in Tasm Two, but in here he's he's uh, sorry, I'm burping. It's okay. <laughs> he's, uh, he's great here. He has really fun banter. He's actually like funny. And, and 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 that's a big issue I had with him in, in Amazing Spider-Man too. It's because Jamie Foxx is such a charismatic, funny actor, and he they do nothing with it. But in this movie, he's actually like like funny and he's charming and he has he you know he's fun to bounce off of. He bounces off the other people well. He's just really fun to to watch. Yeah, for for me, I'm 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 super indifferent to Jamie Foxx just in general. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't know how I feel about Jamie Foxx yet. I've only seen a couple movies with him. Like I. I don't like. I don't like him in Baby Driver. I don't like him in in Amazing Spider-Man. I like him here. I like him in Soul. I haven't seen Django Unchained, but I. 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 I he's, need... good. he's really good in Django. He's really is he? Good Django. He is. Because I. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know what it is. Just. I, I think. It, it, well, in, in Spider-Man, the reason why I didn't like him is because he doesn't really convey Electro. I, I think I just have with him. Um, he's also kind of typecasted. He's typecasted. He's always like the the serious, like the the stereotype bad guy. But like in in interviews and in like in his at least like what we see of his personal life, which obviously is just a, a mask. Because Jimmy Fox what, isn't even his real name. Yeah, who knows how celebrities really are? But like he, he just comes off as a super fun, funny guy. Well, I haven't seen I, mean, I haven't seen uh, uh, interviews with him, so I should probably check those out. Yeah, he's he's fun in interviews, and then and here he's he's pretty good. We we kind of skimmed over it, but Alfred Molina is also fantastic in this movie. Oh, he's yeah. such a such a talented actor, 
And he he still he he plays Otto like with all his heart. He's great. I I love I love Alfred Molina here. I I think he's my favorite performance in this movie. He's still able to capture the the evil Otto, or like he's still able to capture the heart of Doctor Octopus, and then he's also able to play Doctor Otto Octavius so well uh, later in the movie. Yeah, he's so good. He has so much, so many good interactions with with both the MCU cast and characters from his universe. Like, I really love his his dynamic with with Willem Dafoe here, who we'll talk about because Willem Dafoe is also back and fantastic. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about him right right now actually because af- after they capture everyone else, they're only missing they're only missing Green Goblin. When Osborn comes comes into the picture, he immediately tries to reject the Green Goblin thing. Uh, he he breaks the mask. Yeah, well, like yes, but no, right? It's like you learn it's all a facade later. Because uh, no, but here's whole... here's the thing though. Here's the, at the beginning. I don't think it's a facade at the beginning. Yeah, I, I guess. You I think that. I think it becomes a facade when they walk into Happy's apartment. I think like once I think when when he was talking to Aunt May and when they were in Feast and and also amazing cameo for Feast. I think that is it. It was actually Norman Osborn, but then once once he got Peter to trust him, he became Green Goblin again. Yeah, I like to think that it was a facade the whole time, but I but like the line "Although Norman's on sabbatical" kind of tells you otherwise. So yeah, like you you could argue it either way, but he's he's fantastic, and just to say, I really like that day in that scene where he, he destroys the mask. Yeah, I, I really like that. And as much as I love the Raimi Raimi movies. I always thought the Green Goblin costume looked stupid. I think a lot of people are on that side, where like it looks like a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> and, and, and Willem's face is already so creepy and and gobliny, and he's such a good like uh, good actor with like facial expressions that I was happy that he ditched it and we just got to see his raw raw performance. And it's so good. If not for all, if not Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe is definitely up there for a best performance in this film. I made a joke. I made this joke coming out of the theater, and then I made it on like like in off camera. We, we talked about it, and I made this joke. Oh my god! But, um, Kevin Feige knew that uh, Green Goblin was the was never going to be top. That he's the best comic book movie villain, so they just brought him back. <laughs> <laughs> they they knew the MCU could never top him, so they just brought him back. Last night, I was watching a review for Spider Man Three, and. They made an, a great point about why Venom in that movie doesn't work. It's because Topher Grace, he doesn't put on a different voice when the symbiote peels back and then it's just Eddie Brock. He doesn't put on a different voice. Now, Tom Hardy didn't really have to do that. He, well, first of all, Tom Hardy is also Venom. Uh, I, th- I think I think in, in, uh, yeah, yeah. in Spider-Man it's 3, Tom- it's someone else. Yeah, and Tom Hardy does both voices in, in Venom. Yeah, obviously it's pitch and everything, but you know. I saw he made a comparison between Topher Grace and Willem Dafoe, is that Willem Dafoe distinctly played two different characters in the Raimi trilogy. He played Norman Osborn and he played Green Goblin. Because he, he put on a completely different and completely distinct voice for... Green Goblin, like Norman Osborn had a normal voice, the Willem Dafoe's normal voice, and Green Goblin got the like really crazy voice, you know. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely like he was playing two different characters in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and they they do they don't really do that as much here. Uh, like it's very muted. 
but it's it's still there. Most of the time we see him here, he's he's the goblin. He's not Norman Osborn. But when he's playing Norman Osborn, he's definitely playing a more like um, sad, defeated, scared old man. Yeah. And then like, and then he turns on the he turns on the goblin voice, and then he's playing the goblin. We we don't see a lot of uh, a lot of Norman in this film because Norman's on sabbatical. <laughs> they he goes to feast, and then this is when Aunt May gives Peter the idea that he can't just send them back because then they'll just die. Yeah, because Peter knows they're going back to die, it's his responsibility (laughs) (laughs) to at least try to help them. And, you know, I think it's easy to call Peter an idiot here. And he is. Like, I'm not saying he isn't an idiot. (laughs) Because, you know, you probably shouldn't trust these people. And and, and Strange is totally right for, for... Reacting the way he does, and and Peter's choice here, but, yeah, ruined it, his it, life. It, it, <laughs> it did ruin his life literally, but um, it is such a Peter Parker question of morality to to have a story be about. You know, like if nothing else, this is a a fantastic Peter Parker story, because that's totally something he he would struggle with. Like, if I can redeem them and give them a second chance, in spite of whatever like risks there are that are whatever risks are involved. It's my responsibility to to try that, you know. It's 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 such a Spider-Man moral dilemma that this version of the character never had to deal with. So I'm I'm happy it's here. He's an idiot, and it blows up in his <laughs> like it it definitely blows up spectacularly. And he should have been more prepared and seen it coming. But it's 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 such a great Peter Parker dilemma that like you had to do this. You could he could not just send them back. He had to try. Right. Yeah, obviously, like, you know, like we were saying, he tries to help them, you know, he tries, we're going to drain Electro of his electricity, we're going to turn the lizard back into a human, which is kind of funny, because, like, for characters like like Otto and, and Goblin, and, like, draining Electro of his electricity, that does cure them, because for two, for Otto and Norman, that they're mental things that have to be overcome, and you drain Electro of his electricity, he, he can't do anything about it, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you just turn... He turned the lizard back into a human, and then Kirk Connors goes back to his universe and just does it again. Yeah, he could, he could just do it again. Yeah, he just wants to turn people into lizards. So, like, he'll just do it again. Just, it's, it's like they, they destroyed really, the they formula. Yeah, they don't really cure him of his, like, mental issue. They just turn him into a human. So, like, it's like a joke. You know, like, um, I, a joke I saw on, on, uh, on Twitter where it's like, oh, um, Peter turns, auto, uh, turns Connors into a human, and then it's like the filthy Frank could be do um that's gonna be do what the fuck <laughs> filthy frank uh goofy I'll, I'll fucking do it again yeah <laughs> really funny oh my god like, that's that's totally what would happen you cannot convince me otherwise <laughs> yes yeah, so, so peter starts working on the cures for everybody uh, cures just duck uh, but managed to only cure duck and and i they have then Peter and Norman have this great scene. Well, I guess it's, it's, he's Green Goblin at that point. But Peter and Green Goblin have this really cute scene together where he he sees how smart Peter is. And he's like, you know, you should work at Oscorp. If you don't mind taking multiverse travel to get to work, and yeah. you should <laughs> multiversal commute or something. I remember the exact line. It's, it's really funny. It's, it's, a, it's a cute scene. I really like it. This, this scene has a lot of cute moments, like the sad man sitting on the chair, and then like he he gets sand everywhere, so he tries to clean it up. But him like swapping his hand, swiping his hand, makes more sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, 
It's just really funny. This this um, this movie has a lot of visual jokes, and I'm I'm happy yeah. they went with that. May is like, oh, do you want regular water or salt water? Because you're an octopus, and that's like admittedly like a stupid MCU joke that I usually don't like, but I think it was it was cute here because they all have like these cute little moments. <laughs> it's also unfortunately the scene where where shit hits the fan, uh, yeah. to nobody's surprise except Peter for whatever reason. This this fucking idiot. <laughs> this was the plan all along. Uh, for for Gobby, that is. Yeah, but I have to say that the fight that breaks out here is good. amazing. It's really it's, good. It's, it's better than the final fight, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think so too. Like the, because um, it's a tall building, right? So they have to go to every floor. There's glass smashing. It reminds me a lot of uh, the. Well, there's a lot of scaffolding scenes. I I just I just remembered, but it reminds me a lot of the scaffolding scene from from Shang Chi. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good fight scene too. Yeah, the fun fact about uh, the 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 apartment fight—it's uh, practical. That's practical. Yep. What? There's there's set footage, and uh, another fun fact: Willem Dafoe only agreed to come back if he could do his own stunts and do his own fights. Wow. So that was practical, and that was actually Willem Dafoe. Wow. <laughs> being tossed around and being being and like fighting, like it's really it's really. I cool. love Willem Dafoe. <laughs> he's he's fantastic. He's so good. And this is also the scene where we get... So Tom Holland, before the movie came out, said that he played Spider-Man PS4 on set, like, during breaks and stuff. And he awesome. said they, they, found a way to, they found a way to slip in a move from PS4 into the game. And he borrows the move he uses on Kingpin at the beginning of the game. Yeah, well, uh, when, when he, like, zips the floor and he's under him and kicks him down. Really cool. It's, it's really cool. And it's, this fight is really awesome. And this movie is pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the end of this fight, though... That thing I said on the podcast three episodes ago <laughs> happens verbatim. <laughs> so, uh, Pat was right. Pat was right. It, it, good job. Yeah, everyone, round of applause to Pat. That, that... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anybody's... Like, like a lot of people probably saw this coming. Um, we, all, we all expected a death. And I think Aunt May death was the, the safe choice. The anime fucking fucking dies. Anime fucking dies from Green Goblin exactly the way Pat said in a couple episodes ago. Throws a bomb, explodes, and then while anime's dying, she says, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. Yeah. So it's not the Raimi line, it's the Amazing Fantasy 15 line, (laughs) which is, I don't know how people feel about it, but it's there. I'm the sure, line was finally said. I'm sure comic, I'm comic book fans it. preferred that one. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that one. I love the Raimi line too, but it was nice to get like some. I'm just happy to see that one being said. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, it, it was it was great. We know Uncle Ben happened. We know his death happened in, in the MCU, but I think we needed to see it. And I, and this version of MC, this version of Peter Parker needed his Uncle Ben moment. This was a great scene for Peter, I think, because, you know, he's yelling for an ambulance and everything. But instead of instead of people trying to help Aunt May, right away, everyone's like, get the fucking spider. They're trying to arrest him. And then Peter's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Help her. And they're and then they're they're ignoring Aunt May. It's a, it's a great scene for him. Like, I, I, I love this scene. I, I. I, I was so happy to see Peter in agony. <laughs> I've been waiting to watch this child suffer for six movies. 
a big thing with the MCU, Peter, is, you know, like, he makes a lot of bad decisions, but he doesn't really suffer for them. He always either gets himself out of it or someone cleans up his mess. So, like, this is one of the, the few, I'm not going to say only times, but one of the few times where Peter has to actually face the, the consequences of his actions. He actually has consequences in this movie. Yeah. And, and there's no fix. Like, May's dead. There's yeah, no, there's no, there's no one there's more no day. <laughs> there's no spell. There's no Iron Man to tape a ship together. There's nothing. Uh, May is gone, and and it's his fault. Yeah, it's 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 entirely his fault. And then he he goes to the top of a building to mope. But before that, before we that, get we get MCU jokes. We get we no 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 not no not 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 that not that not that because. But, but well, we don't see him go to the the building to mope right away, because when yeah we get some MCU jokes because then we get a scene where it's just Ned and MJ in Ned's house, and this you is want to talk briefly about Ned and MJ before we talk about the big one. Yeah, let, let's uh, yeah we could talk about uh, in the in the whole MCU. Yeah, just how we feel about them. Okay, so like the these are these two and flash are peter's supporting cast basically throughout the entire trilogy they're the only like consistent supporting cast oh and F F flash is just absent from this movie except for the ending well, he he has about as much screen time as he does in the other two but like like th those three are the only consistent supporting cast members one happy i am of the opinion that i don't like ned and i'm indifferent towards zendaya as mj in this trilogy but this movie Gives MJ a lot more to do. I think she finally feels like a real character in this one. Yeah, you know, she has, she has her job that she she doesn't like, and she has this really cute dynamic with Peter. And, you know, they they actually like talk like human beings. <laughs> um, yeah, you get to learn more about her. There's this really weird line that I wish they elaborated on further, and at the beginning of the movie when they're they're being interrogated, and the detective is like, "Oh, Miss Jones," and she's like, "Oh no, I I go by I'm Miss Watson." And she's like, no, I, I go by I go by Jones. So I mean, clearly it's because Mary Jane Watson. She's, she's yeah. supposed to. This is confirmation that she is Mary Jane of this universe. She's not, like she's not called Mary Jane, but like what is it? It's Michelle Jones. It's Michelle Jones Watson. Okay. So we're not we're not getting a Mary Jane Watson in the MCU. At least I don't think. Good. This MJ finally confirmed is Mary Jane. So we, we learned like in just there's problems with her family. We learn about her, and I think it's great. Yeah, I I, re I I actually before this movie, I I already liked uh, Zendaya's MJ. I think from from the get go, her and Peter had a pretty good dynamic. My problem was with Ned. See, I don't I, I don't like Ned. <laughs> I don't like Ned. Ned is Ned exists because they had to give Peter Parker a best friend friends that, friends that weren't Terry. And then they've looked at the comic books and they realized that they don't have the rights to any of Peter's friends. <laughs> because at the time, like, they couldn't use Harry Osborn, they couldn't use uh, Johnny Storm. Peter doesn't have any friends. So who, who are they going to use? Okay, they can't use Genki. Uh, hold on. How about, how about we make him exactly the same but change his name? <laughs> yeah, let's change his name to a character that Peter Parker is friends with. But it's a completely we'll different character. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, make, but we'll make him Genki. Uh, but and there there is actually uh this this cute scene where <laughs> where they they do reference the other Ned leads because Ned is like are there other Ned leads? <laughs> oh yeah yeah and then and then like, Toby kind of makes a face because uh, yeah, spoilers Toby uh, yeah 
because uh, Ned Leeds in the comics is um, he's not in the Raimi trilogy, but in the comics, one he's Hobgoblin, and two he works for the Bugle. Yeah. So there's that. That's cute. When I was playing Miles Morales on the PS on my PS5, I I didn't like Yankee very much, but I think it was uh, I think the only reason I didn't like him in the game was just because the amount of times he calls you and he interrupts you every five minutes. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure in the comics, and I'm sure in the uh, Spider Verse Two, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, I, I just don't like. I, I find Ned doesn't. He he overstayed his welcome. He doesn't really add much anymore. But Peter needs a friend. <laughs> and um, well, get ready to see him more because he's got the, the magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I I honestly I don't think we're ever gonna see him again. But yeah, we, we get we get this scene earlier in the movie. We we completely skipped over the the mirror dimension fight. Well, the, well there wasn't realized. a lot about it. Like... Yeah, and we see a lot of it in trailers and, and promo stuff, so, like, whatever. Doctor Strange doesn't like the idea of saving them. He thinks they should just go back to the universes and, and die. So Peter, and Peter's not happy about that, so he fights them. He, this basically writes Strange out of the rest of the movie until the end, which I'm okay with. Yeah, because Pe- so, Peter, yeah, Peter takes his ring thing, I forgot what they're called, uh, and traps him in the, in, the, in, the, in the glass dimension. Yep, and then he gives the... the, the box that has the spell in it to MJ and MJ fucks off. And then anyway, that's where we pick her back up is here. She has the box. She has the and box that, and that has the ring. Has the, the portal ring, which uh, they use to find Peter Parker. Yeah, because uh, P- Peter told them, if you don't hear from me in a couple hours, just press the button. And then they were like, I'm just, I'm, we're going to press the button. And then Ned's like, no, 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 why don't we just open a portal to Peter? So they open yeah, a portal I- to be- Peter. But it's the wrong Peter! <laughs> yep, so this is uh, where Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire uh, return as, as Peter Parker to the surprise of absolutely nobody. I still cried I when I saw them, though. I, I cried, I, I screamed, I cried, I, I pissed, I, I shat, I came. Like, I, <laughs> I, I felt every single possible emotion ever <laughs> rush, through my, rush through my body. I don't know why people thought they weren't coming back. I was, I was 10% sure they weren't. Listen, like all these, the, all their villains came back. They're doing a multiverse movie. I don't know how people thought they were not going to bring Spider Man back, but here they are, and they're great. They're re- they're amazing, especially Andrew Garfield, who really steals the show for me. Yeah, and Andrew Garfield really redeemed his version of Spider Man because now people are really excited for a new one, and Sony, I think, teased a new one. They 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 didn't you know confirm it like I I mean tease as in they were like maybe like that I don't I don't mean like they put out a teaser but yeah people really want to see another Amazing Spider Man I don't know how they would follow up the second one but sure like I'm 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 down for it I think they could continue like where this movie leaves them off and and, and I'd be down to see him come back. He's he's really good here. He's still going through his 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 traumas with Gwen here. So where these two Peters come up come from is a little weird. They don't really specify. Toby looks significantly older. Like they didn't even CG him to make him younger. He just looks like current Toby Maguire. Yeah, and, and and they they reference that this is a lot after Spider-Man three because him and MJ worked things out. Yeah, so like time has passed, but they don't clarify how much time. And when when um, just there's a scene later where Tom asks them to just talk about other villains they fought, and they only talk about the villains from movies. So, like Toby mentions Venom, and Andrew He's, mentions Rhino. 
So like, I kind of wish we we heard more, like more villains they fought. Yeah. But I, I read something today actually that apparently Tom McGuire specifically requested that they don't. Oh, oh, because because then people would want to, a movie about that. <laughs> Maybe he wants to make a movie about that. But yeah, they're back. They have some really really cute moments together. They 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 really feel natural talking to each other. And, and and talking about their shared experiences. Yeah, and, and Andrew Andrew really throws it out of the park with the with the the brotherly love because a- Andrew near the like near the beginning when when he first meets Toby and Tom. Oh, by the way, uh, uh for for now we're not we're probably not going to be saying Peter and Spider Man anymore because now there's three of them, so we're going to be saying Toby, Andrew, and Tom, just to yeah. you know differentiate between the three. Just a heads up there. So. Uh, Andrew near the beginning when he meets the other two says that like he wishes he had a brother and they're treating them like he's treating them like brothers and he keeps saying like I yeah. love you guys and they keep hugging and they keep like they're so, they're, they're so cute like like Toby has a back problem which is a reference to his movie yeah and, and then and Andrew's I, like oh I also oh, have the same back problem <laughs> oh, I'll crack your back for you and then like, he does it and like, it's cute and they have like a little banter about villains and uh, there, there's the there's the uh, required banter about how toby doesn't need web shooters i'm so happy they made a joke about that like it's and he's just like i I just like breathing i don't think about it you know <laughs> yeah, i just do it you know, they, does it come they, out of other places too or is it yeah, just the, yours it's face like it's really really cute this movie has a lot of cute spider-man it's so it's so good this movie's so good it, like the the conversations feel so real yeah, they're they're in this movie a lot longer than I thought they were gonna be. I yeah. thought it was gonna be like just like the climax and that's it. Yeah, but they're in it for like a good like like for the entire last act. They're for like at least thirty minutes in this movie. They're here, and it's uh, it's fun. It's nice. I'm I'm so happy I got to see them again. Yeah, it's 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 it was really good. I don't think we're ever gonna see them together ever again. Like this is probably the there's, only time. There's apparently talks of like Sony wanting to do this again. And personally, I don't want that, but we'll have to see what the future has in store. Yeah, per- personally, if I, like, I don't know. I don't want them to bring in clone Peters, like, like, like in the comics. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not well, sure about I, Miles. I just don't want to do multiverse with these, like, Spider-Verse in live action with these three again. That's what I don't want. Yeah, because that, that, I'm saying, like, if, if I would want... To see more than one Spider-Man in the same movie, I'd want them to be from the same universe. That or I want... I wouldn't mind if they voiced other Spider-Man in like a Spider-Verse movie, like an animated one, but they were different versions. Like maybe Tom is Spider-Man UK and, and Andrew is Ultimate Comics Spider-Man or whatever. Like I wouldn't mind that, but I don't need to see this movie again. We did it once, like that's it, we're done. We don't need to see this happen again. Wait, but it it was good though. Like in in this movie, their their dynamic was real. Uh, yeah. they they referenced the other movies just enough. Yeah, they referenced the other movies. They reference other events in their lives that relate to what's happening in this movie just enough. Yes, like they both mentioned their uncle Ben's. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Going going back to that uh to that scene uh, right after Aunt May dies when when Peter well when Tom goes to the top of the building. And then MJ and Ned come with the other two Peters, and that's that's when they talk about all their past their past life. It, it it's it's a really cute scene. I really like it. Yeah, we we finally get that Uncle Ben name drop in the MCU outside of What If. 
it's and it's nice. And then you know, Tom kind of snaps at them, and he's like, oh, "Don't tell them you understand what I'm feeling," because like they're the only ones who understand how you're feeling. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, they they don't. He he doesn't know that they're both Peter Parker. Yeah, like he he finds that out when they say, "With great power comes great responsibility." That's when he finally like pieces it together. Yeah, and, pr- and probably when they mention uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah, because and, and originally he says like, "Oh, like just go home. Like these are your villains. I'll I'll send them home, and then they're your problem. It's not my problem anymore." And, and, he, and he was and, just gonna press the button. Yeah, and, and it's it's the other two Peters who like give him that Peter Parker push. Said, "No, you can still do this. Like you can still save me." Yeah, and I like I think what my favorite line, my well, my favorite scene or whatever is is there when Andrew Garfield is saying. How after Gwen Stacy died, he stopped pulling his punches and he started killing, and and it, it, he was in a very dark place. I think he's still like he he's still trying to come out of it. Yeah. By the time that... he's still not there yet, he's not out of it yet, but he's made steps. Yeah, he's made. And there's one thing that happens in the last fight that we're gonna talk about that that really like br- like really brings him back to earth. And uh, uh, that's my that's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, so again, that's another scene. Like, well, like everybody saw it coming. Yeah, but seeing it, seeing it in the movie just made it better. So, do do you want to do you want to get to the uh, to the final fight now? Just like a little bit more. There's like the scene making the the cures right for everybody, and that's where we get a lot of insight on what they've been doing with their lives. Oh, do, I thought we talked about that already. Okay, whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like this is a long episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the science-y stuff. Yeah, but yeah, we 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 can we could just move to the final fight. I think that's where um yeah that's maybe. where they that's where they talk about Harry Osborn and and then Ned's like because Peter's like I had a best friend but then he became evil and then he died and he and tried that's to also true. that's also true for for Andrews <laughs> it's also true for Andrews Harry and then <laughs> and, and, uh... and then and then Ned's like. He goes to Tom and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm not gonna become evil and try to kill you." <laughs> Just funny because he's hobgoblin in the comics, <laughs> and that's also where they do the Spider-Man pointing meme. They do it in this scene because they they had to throw that in there, right? Yeah. Oh, it's it's so good. The, the banter is so good. The references are so good. It's it's all great. Yeah. Then like after that, we just move on to the final fight, and the final fight is uh, amazing. Yeah. The the final fight is. There, it's so real. It's fight. epic. That's that's the best way to. Describe. It's epic. It is epic. This fight did more for me than the end game final fight did. I think so. Yeah, is it the the end game final fight was? I mean, it, it lasted get, too long. <laughs> we get the the characters interacting with their Spider Man. We get some good jokes and some good moments with because the, the the three Peters, two of them don't know how to work as a team. This confirms that the Avengers don't exist in their timeline and their universe. Yeah, because he's like, guys, yeah. I know how to work as a team. I'm an Avenger. And until he's like, that's amazing. And I Who like, is are that? You in a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> are you in a band? That's awesome. Oh, I want to be in a band. I kind of like that they maintain the... They're the only superheroes in, in their universes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. Yeah. Then, like, the easy solution to their problems, oh, we can't work as a team... Just turn your brain off and, and let your spider sense do all the work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what else? There, there's there's another scene. Yeah, with, 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 where they're like, "Wait, you've been to space 
And then, and then Toby's like, yeah, I fought a giant goo alien. And Andrew's like, you guys fought aliens? <laughs> I, I, I'm lame compared to you guys. I just fought a Russian guy in a mech. And then he's like, no, no, you're amazing. I want to hear you say it. You are amazing. Oh, that, that's, that's so good. Uh, this, that, the conversation between the three is so good. I, I would... Is, is definitely the weakest of the three in, in this, like, acting-wise. But he has so many cute moments that I, I'm, I'm so happy he's back. But you're amazing. I want you to say it. Can you can you say it? No, no, I'm good. That's good. <laughs> thank thank you. Oh, uh, it's 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 such a it's such a good movie. It's a really really good movie. Like even on its own, like on its own, separated from uh, the other Spider-Man movies, it's still super good. It's a good Spider-Man movie. I I envy the kids of this generation because they're growing up with this. Like yeah, we grew up with to- Tobey Maguire, and like yeah, this is, this is, they're good movies. I'm not saying they're bad movies. But, kid, but these kids are growing up with this Spider-Man, and yeah, it's bad to grow up with Tom Holland because then they're gonna be Tom Holland stands for the rest of their life. <laughs> but <laughs> but Spider-Man No Way Home is actual cinema. So yeah, the fi- the final fight. Oh, we we forgot to mention that up until this point, like in in the scene where they're in Happy's apartment before Aunt May dies, Peter actually fixes. Dr. Octopus, so he's back yeah, to being he, Otto Octavius. He fixes Otto, but the other three, or the other four, sorry, uh, they they escape and they're yeah, still they escape. Evil. Otto's not there to help until like later in the end, uh, when when Otto comes to help out. And for some reason, like th- this is just this is this is the biggest problem I have with the movie. It's kind of unwarranted that Flint Marco just becomes evil again. Well, I, I I don't think it's that he becomes evil. I don't I don't even think he's evil here. Yeah, he's just like I want to go home. I, mean, I want to see I my mean, daughter. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what Peter's I mean, trying to do. Well, I think siding with Goblin is the fastest way for him to get home, because like in in my mind, even if time has passed, Flint Marco is still a criminal. He's just friends with Spider Man. I guess so, but it's still I, I don't know. I I still it's it's just weird. I feel like they just did it that is, so that they could have an extra person to fight. Yeah, either that or like Marco's an idiot and he's easy to take advantage of, so he's manipulated into being evil. The impression I got is just like fighting with with Norman was the fastest way to get home. I guess so. Because he said it earlier was, "Oh, we have to wait for everyone to get cured, or else we can't leave." And then Norman offers him a faster alternative, so he sides with Norman. Okay, okay, yeah, I get, I get, I forgot about that. Well, okay, that that's a better way to explain it then. All right, my point is taken out. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, they I think the fir- the first person they they redeem is because they they're all working together and they ha- they they like yeah, strategically put all the yeah. cures in in yeah. random sp- like not random spots I think strategic spots. The first person they cure is Lizard, I think, right? Yeah, no, no, it's Sa- it's Sandman first, then the Lizard. It's Sandman, then the Lizard. They both hardly put up a fight. Yeah, really. and then Ned and MJ make it into the picture somehow. And MJ starts it's, falling it's, it's, down. Ned wasn't able to close the portal. Yeah. So, I, so I, we get the trailer shot of MJ falling. Yeah, to I, nobody's surprise, Andrew's the one to save her because it, it had to be Andrew. It, it had to be Andrew. But I'm I'm happy it was Andrew because that that was his. This is the end of Andrew's arc. Yeah, he he got to he redeem himself for letting. Yeah, he he got he got to he got to get closure on on the uh, on Gwen. So I he, like their exchange too. Like he catches her, and, and he's he, like, oh, "Are he, you okay?" He he catches her and he just starts crying. He he, he just starts yeah. crying. 
Yeah, Lisa, he's like, are you okay? And then MJ's like, yeah, I'm fine. Are you okay? And then you, you see his face and he's crying. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a good moment. It's a really good moment. That That's another part where I, I cried three times in this movie. This is the second time. First time was Toby. Well, not Andrew. Andrew was fine when he came. It was when Toby came in. And then this scene right here. Second time I cried. So there you go. I have, I have one more. <laughs> and, you know, this is followed by the Electro fight where the three team up to take down Electro. They get their asses kicked. Yeah. And they're safe. Which is amazing because I love Alfred Molina. And, and, and uh, while they're you know, fighting these people, the, the Spider-Man for that villain saves them. So they have this cute like, like, uh, like back-to-back while they're fighting. One, my favorite one is when Toby sees uh, Dr. Octopus and then they have that little conversation before they continue uh, the fight. My boy, you've grown up. Have you been? And Toby's like, I'm trying to be better. Like, yeah, yes, I cried. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Toby saves uh, Sandman. Otto saves Electro. He, he does it for them because Otto, because like the three were kind of getting their asses kicked by Electro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Max does get his moment with Andrew. There's a little cute nod to Miles Morales in that scene. It's just a really cute moment. Like, like Andrew apologizing for not being black is, is, is really cute and funny. Yeah, he's, he's like, I really thought Spider-Man would be black. Maybe there is a black Spider-Man. Hmm, yeah, maybe. Oh, sorry. It's, it's cute. It, I, I, I love that. And then Norman Osborn comes back. Where the fuck was he? Like, actually, where was he? Yeah, man, man, man was just vibing off screen. <laughs> man was just waiting for his cue. He was just kidding. We get a kind of... I'm, I'm not crazy about this fight. Me neither. I think the apartment fight is a lot better. And and while while it was nice to see Tom Holland just get angry and um, just beat the shit out of Willem Dafoe, um, I don't know how I feel about it as like the last fight of a movie. I think it it missed that like spectacle. Yeah, like well, this. I don't think it it needs a spectacle, right? Because it's all emotion. Like, right. Like P- Peter, the only reason Peter is like going so hard on on Norman is because he killed Aunt May, and he's trying to get revenge. He's trying to kill him. He's he's yeah. trying to kill him. But uh, then our boy Toby stops him from killing him. But then our boy our boy Toby gets he's stabbed. stabbed. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, we all knew he wasn't was going to die, and everyone, like, in my theater gasped, and it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Andrew throws the, the anti-goblin serum, and they save Norman, and they're happy life after. Except it's not, because now it's even worse than what it was before, because now the multiverse and everything else, and the whole reason why everyone is there is because people know Peter Parker exists. Not just that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah, so, it's all that... Well, it, it, they, they're coming through because they know Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but an easy workaround is, hey, what if everyone forgot Peter Parker exists? Yeah, oh, we forgot to mention that uh, Strange came back during this fight. Yeah, after Otto saves them from Electro, Strange comes back. And, and, yeah. and then we get that shot from the trailer where they're like, where Strange is like, oh, I'm trying to hold them back, but I can't hold them for much longer. Yeah, they're That's coming what... in and I can't stop. And that scene is beautiful. Like, purple's my favorite color. <laughs> like, when the sky is all purple and it's cracking open and you see the silhouettes of other comic book characters. There's a bunch of them up there that people are still trying to identify. Yeah, there's the rhino. I'm sure once this movie gets a home release, people will be analyzing those those webs. Yeah, I can't wait to see what what people find. Uh, right now, we can't really talk about it because there's not like a high definition picture of that yet. 
The only one that I noticed for sure was the rhino. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, yeah, we get that scene. Peter has to make a decision. You know, they cast a spell again to make everyone forget Peter Parker. People still remember Spider-Man, but it's just everyone forgets that Peter Parker is even a person. Like he has like records that he exists, but he, he but no one remembers him. Yeah, no one's yeah. gonna remember him, including Strange. He, he casts a spell. Including uh, MJ and Ned. We get we get a really really nice, beautifully shot uh, goodbye. Yeah, for, he's first. He says goodbye to the other two Peters. Yep, they they hug. It's cute. I cried. Yeah, they they <laughs> hug. They hug. After seeing that scene, because I knew the whole time, I was like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see them again in a different movie. This is enough. But after seeing that hugging scene, I was like, oh, I kind of want to see them again. <laughs> I I just want to see a two hour cut of the the scaffolding scene where they're talking about their lives. I just want that. Yeah, the 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 only thing I want to see is just them talking, like in in the lab and in the scaffold at the scaffolding scene. Then this is the third time I cried. This is the last time I cried. Then they, he says goodbye to Ned and MJ. Very heartbreaking scene. Yeah, very very beautifully shot. I don't like John Watts too much as a director. I think overall this movie is shot pretty uh, boringly. Like it's not very engaging to look at. They say they say goodbye. They have this great touching scene. That this beautifully shot last like kiss between Peter and MJ. Really yeah. like it. Say the last like 15-20 minutes of this movie are, are fantastic. Yeah, the, like just seeing the consequences is so good. It's like a joke that I want to watch his kid suffer, but I, th- I really think Peter needed a movie like this where it's just he finally has to clean up his own shit. He has to deal with things properly. And like it's the ultimate sacrifice. He's completely alone now. But I think having that fresh start for him going forward is, is exciting. Yeah. So. Yeah, then they do. They, they, he does the spell, and it's all gone. And, and the, he goes to the the coffee shop where MJ works, and then Ned is there. And because b- before before the spell, before the spell, he told MJ, he told MJ that he's gonna find her, and he's gonna make her love him again, and they're gonna they're gonna get back together. And and he in the end is what I wanted him to make. Yeah. I'm very happy. Like he he prepares everything, he practices it, he writes down what he's gonna say. He goes to the coffee shop, he sees her, and and he doesn't say anything. He just orders a coffee. He sees her and Ned, and then they're both happy. Yeah, they're, they're both they're, they're both okay. They're both safe, and and that's good enough for him. He's like, you know what? I, I'm okay. Yeah, that that yeah that shows that he he truly loves both of them, and he he doesn't want to put them through any of that pain again. So he just opted not to say anything. Yep, and then he leaves, and we see the thing I've been waiting six movies for. Another reference to Spider-Man PS4, by the way. Moving to his apartment, and he, he pulls out a police scanner. We cut to a table of a, <laughs> a flag machine with some red and blue fabric, and the band jumps out the window swinging in his suit that he made himself. Peter Parker finally made his own fucking suit. Tom Holland made his suit. And it's amazing. I think this might be my new favorite live-action suit. I need to see, like, HD renders of it, but I think this might be my new favorite live-action oh, suit. It's definitely going to be in Spider-Man 2, so that's probably where you're going to see oh. the most. <laughs> it's so good. It's perfect. The spider is perfect. The, the red and blue is perfect. I, the, the back spider is a little iffy. That's the one thing I don't like about it. The lenses look great. I just I love this new suit so much. I want him to... That this just be his permanent suit. 
Yeah, I, I, I also want this to be his permanent suit. This this suit looks like, so good. Unfortunately, I already knew this suit existed. I'm not going to say where I work, but I work in a place that sells toys. And I, I work in the warehouse. And there was this toy there. And it said, do not put on the shelf before December 17th. Guess what? It fucking was. <laughs> so, yeah, I already, I already knew that suit was a thing. And I was kind of mad. But yeah, you're going. Well, you're going to see toys for it, Pat. So yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm ex We have a fresh slate for for this Peter Parker, and unlike how I felt at the end of Far From Home, this movie made me excited for the future. I'm ready to see where Sony and Marvel take this character. I could not be happier with this ending as a Spider-Man fan. Yeah, the the ending is really good. I don't have any problems with it. It's yep. it's just a it's just it's as perfect as can be for a Spider-Man movie. I think. Yeah, it's Lost. a perfect ending, and that's the movie. Yeah, that's that's the movie. That's it. We did it. An hour thirty minutes. <laughs> I still have a lot more to say, but we've been going for ninety minutes on this movie, and we still have another movie to talk about. So, um, I think we should probably cut it here. But this was a good ass Spider-Man movie. This was a uh, this was an amazing movie by itself, even. Yeah, I I have I have some issues with it that I, I talked about here and there, but the the excitement I felt watching this movie is just unmatched up to this point, and I think will continue to go on unmatched. Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't watch it in theaters. If like restrictions get lifted in time, I might be able to watch it in theaters if it's still there, but probably not. Maybe a home release, four K will be nice. Well, I'm get I'm gonna have to, right? I'm gonna buy the four K and play the DVD, but it's it, you know it's still not gonna get that, uh, you know the, the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This was a great time. I I would suggest you guys go watch it if you haven't seen it. I don't know why you stuck around this long if you haven't. <laughs> thank, thank you. I have more to say, but but for you guys and for us, I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, because we, we have we, there's a lot more. I mean, we we might make a follow up to this. Yeah, we might do a follow up maybe after a home release, or maybe when we talking when we talk about Homecoming and Far From Home, maybe we'll do a follow up there if we cover those movies. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely have more to say in the future. But for now, that's yeah, for now. That's Spider Man No Way Home, four and um, a half stars from me. Excellent it made, movie. It made me so happy. And for all my friends, they finally have to, they finally get me to shut up about this goddamn movie. So they're yeah, happy too. Pat Pat can finally shut up about the movie. And actually, this is something I noticed because I, I was I just I finished editing last episode yesterday. Pat, we didn't make a Spider Man reference. Well, this whole movie, this whole episode <laughs> is Spider Man references, right? So. No, no, last episode, <laughs> last episode. No, I know, but this one makes up for it. This one being uh, ninety minutes so far makes up for it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to not off the presses, but backlogged. Okay, so last episode, I recommended Pat to watch Ocean's Eleven, which is a movie yeah. I've, I have no idea how he hasn't seen, but now he has. So, Pat, why don't you uh, tell us about it? This is a movie he, he made fun of me, basically, for not having seen. Um, and now that you've seen it, do you agree? <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised I have not sat down and watched this earlier because it's it's good. Um, you, I, love, I I I give it a four and a half on five. I might bump it up to a five because I love heist movies and the cast in this is fucking phenomenal. The story in this is goddamn phenomenal. It's just a great movie. Did you like the the twist at the end? 
I did. It was I did you see it coming? I mean, look, first time I saw it, I didn't. But now, like, I mean, I, it seems pretty obvious. So I I knew about it. I knew what was happening because I I I I've heard about this movie before. So unfortunately, I did not go into this completely blind. I had fun. I had a good time. It's a pretty easy watch up until the end. If if you watch it just sitting down, turning off your brain, you will be confused at the end. But that's the good thing. That's the good part. <laughs> it was nice to see George Clooney younger. Uh, I love Brad Pitt. I love Matt Damon. This this cast is amazing. Uh, you want to read the uh, the plot synopsis? All star cast. Yeah, sure. So that I'm gonna read the Google one, so it's different. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Well. <laughs> Annie Ocean, played by George Clooney, is a man of action. Less than 24 hours into his parole from New Jersey Penitentiary, that's how you say that, yeah. I think. Yeah. Rye, charismatic thief, is already rolling onto his next. Following three rules don't hurt anybody, don't steal from anyone who doesn't deserve it, and play the game like you've got nothing to lose. Danny orchestrates the most sophisticated, elaborate casino heist in history, which is true because there's several casinos. <laughs> it's a big take. Yeah, it's, it's, it's three. It's three casinos, but they all use the same vault because they're all owned by the same person. I miss heist movies. Did, 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 you, did you see my review for it? Because I watched it last night. I, I have not. Go look, go look at it. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> I love heist movies, but we don't have many of them. And I don't watch them super frequently. And especially coming off Army of the Dead that came out earlier this year, which is a zombie heist movie. Those sucks. Uh, this made me miss heist movies. I, I really want... I'm not forcing you to. Like, it's not part of the segment. But it, I really want you to also watch Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13. Yeah, Netflix has recommended them to me now. So I'd probably watch them. Uh, they, the rule of sequels applies here. Ocean's 13 is the worst one, right? But that, that, that doesn't mean it's bad. Like, they're both still really, really good. They're directed by... All three of them are directed by Steven Soderbergh. The, I think the only other movie that you might have seen from him is Logan Lucky. Have you seen that? I have, yes. You have seen Logan Lucky? Yeah, because uh, Daniel Craig and Adam Driver are in it. Uh, you know, pretty pretty cool. Uh, but I, other, like, he's directed a bunch of other stuff, but I don't think you've seen any of it. I haven't seen any of it. Oh, Magic Mike. He did Magic Mike. I've seen Magic Mike. Yeah. It's getting a sequel, apparently. It is? Uh, apparently. Yep. Well, uh, maybe we'll talk about it. Probably not, I, I actually. Doubt I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah, I, I doubt it. It's it's on the cusp of being porn, but, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, out, it's right on that line. But Ocean's Eleven is a very sophisticated, very smart heist movie. One of the best ones. I think it is the best heist movie. It's definitely, like, I think it might be the best heist movie I've seen, at least. It's just, I, I, can't, I can't wait for you to watch the, the other two, because... I want to hear what you think about those. And, uh, now, and we could follow up on, on those too. If I watch them soon, we could talk about them next time or something. Yeah, we can. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about for this movie is... <laughs> so Don Cheadle is in it. Don Cheadle is in it. I kind of I laughed when I saw him. <laughs> did you did you I, laugh when you heard him, though? <laughs> yeah, then he started speaking. I'm like, okay, okay, Don Cheadle. So uh, earlier in the episode, I said that we're going to talk about someone with a stupid accent. Don Cheadle puts on like a Cockney accent <laughs> for this movie, and it's, it's one of the worst accents I've ever heard in a movie. And he actually, he's actually, fun fact, he's uncredited in this movie. Do you want to know why? Wait, really? Why? Uh, because he wanted the same pay as George Clooney as Brad Pitt, 
that was never. Yeah, but but they but they didn't they didn't give it to him. So then he just said, "Okay, then don't don't credit me. I don't want to be credited in this." Nice. Uh, so it was his decision. Uh, but he is credited in the second one. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we got to see a young Don Cheadle. Two thousand one, by the way, this movie. We got to see a young Don Cheadle, uh, put on a terrible accent. Ten years before he was an Iron Man. Yeah, ten years before he was an Iron Man. I think this wasn't his first movie. He was also in uh, Boogie Nights, if you've seen that. But yeah, really good movie. Like the best heist movie, one of my favorites. I gave it four stars. Yep, I struggled to not give it a five. I might bump it up to a five, but I'll have to rewatch the other ones. I, it was short, but that's all I really have to say about it. I just go watch it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 really good. <laughs> like <laughs> I've been talking a lot this episode. You you have, but it's okay. This is your episode. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to talk more. I'm really like stopping myself from talking a lot about Spider. Okay, we'll do a follow up. We'll we'll do a follow up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're at like an hour forty, right? So like, yeah, we're at an hour down. forty right now. Yeah, cut down will be like an hour thirty, an hour twenty. Yeah, which is not too, which isn't too long. I thought we'd go on longer. Yeah, well, I I don't want to drown you guys in Spider Man facts, mainly because. <laughs> I have a movie to recommend, Mr. Libertino. Oh wait, uh, what? One last thing. I oh my god, I completely forgot to mention this when we talk about Spider Man. It it reached one billion dollars in the box office this week. Congrats! Yep. <laughs> Congrats! It's the highest grossing movie since the pandemic started. Yeah, highest grossing pandemic movie, um, which isn't not surprising. But... Yeah, and one one of the highest grossing movies of all time now. I have a movie to recommend you. You do have a movie to recommend me. It's a movie we actually talked about you having not seen in the last episode. Oh shit, really? <laughs> it's a little, little 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 flick that has a, a sequel in theaters right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, I am recommending you a, a movie starring Colin Firth. Sam Jackson is in it. Mm-hmm. Taron Egerton is in it. Okay. Michael, Michael Caine is in it. I know what this movie is. <laughs> it's Kingsman, The Secret Service. Uh, I am... I am... I don't know how I haven't seen this. <laughs> I, I give it. I will talk about it next time. I like this movie. Uh, I just I I want you to just just to clarify this because I, I don't know if this is true. But is it is it a James Bond knockoff? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's like Get Smart. It's not a parody. It's a serious movie. But oh, it's a ser- okay. Okay. But it's inspired very heavily by uh, James Bond. By Jameson Bond. It's a knockoff, not a parody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good way to put it. All right, cool. I'm really excited to watch this. I heard it's hilarious. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. More than I can say about the second one. <laughs> I, I'm actually... Because if, if you see my watch list, there's like a row of all Kingsmen. I'm really I'm really looking forward to that, that the American spinoff version. What is it? What's it called? The Statesman? I don't think this is real, but anyway. It's on Letterboxd. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the Kingsman too. I don't like, but um. <laughs> speaking of Kingsman. speaking of things that are not real on Letterboxd, this it's there right now. I don't know if it's gonna get taken down, but people, you need to see this. Go on Letterboxd and type Venom Three. You're you're you oh, won't be disappointed. That's the Fortnite skins. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the. <laughs> oh no! They took it off. <laughs> Sad. Oh, it's gone. No. Little fun update, Letterboxd actually just didn't load the picture when I was trying to look up the Venom 3 
it's still there. If you go right now on Letterboxd, I don't know if it'll be up at the time you listen to this or if it'll be up at the time this is posted. But right now, this is as of January 4th, which is when I'm editing this. You can go on Letterboxd, search Venom 3. <laughs> You'll find this fake Venom 3 poster. <laughs> this shows the Fortnite skins. For Venom and Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, because apparently that's in Fortnite. I did, I don't know, man. It's just not a thing that should be on Letterboxd, but it's hilarious. Go look right now, and just in case it's not there, little treat. I'm gonna put up the picture for you right now. So if you're on YouTube listening to this, if you're on Spotify, go on YouTube right now on our YouTube channel, Fresh Off the Reel. I'm I'm putting the picture up of the fake poster right now. <laughs> so just so you, if you want to look at it. So there you go. Bam. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. All right. Back to the last like 3 minutes of the episode. All right. Well, that's uh that's a wrap, I guess. Yeah, that's a wrap. So next week I'm going to be talking about Things in the Secret Service. And then I'm going to recommend Pat something else. We're going to talk about another movie that I don't remember right now. Yeah, usually we tease the next episode because we know what it's going to be. But this time we both completely forgot, so I'm pretty sure we're both opening the schedule right now. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So ne next episode uh, is going to be a bit of a different one. We're not going to be talking about an individual movie. Next week we are doing our year-in review. This is going to replace our what we watched in. We're going to do once per year instead. So we're just going to talk about the podcast in general because it started this year. Yeah. Uh, what we watched on the podcast, what we watched in our own time. Uh, we'll have, be having a special guest. Ooh, join Ooh, us. Our first special um, guest. Talk about, yep. Then we'll be talking about uh, Jazzwalkers projects. We'll be talking about personal projects. I just, it's next week is going to be more of a shoot the shit type of podcast. Yeah. So we probably won't be talking about Kingsman next week. We'll be talking about it in two weeks. Yeah, in two no. weeks, and where where we will be talking about a movie, a film, even. Yeah, a, a, a cinema, if you will. Yeah. With with that, uh, been nothing else to say. So I'll let my co-host close things off. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes and all of our social accounts which you could find on the link tree that's linktr.ee slash fresh underscore of underscore the underscore real or just go on youtube type fresh off the reel and you'll find it in the description of our youtube channel we'll also find all the other episodes this podcast was brought to you by the jazzwalkers network which is where we all congregate all of our friends all of our mates all of our buddies we're all there there's gonna be some content coming up there soon so make sure you check them out, the Jazz Walkers, because you'll also find us there, and you'll also find us in person. Who knows what you'll find? Kind of like a variety show, you know? And on our link tree, you will find at the top a form that you could fill out to recommend us a movie or TV show that we will then watch, and we might use your recommendation for a review for the podcast. So if you want to be the one to influence a podcast episode and then make sure to give us your recommendations. 
And with that, we will see all of you in the theater near you. Good night, everybody. Good night.